Hey everyone, this is Addicted to Living, a podcast about escaping self-doubt, shifting your identity, and ultimately your mindset so you can finally have the life and the relationships you've always wanted and actually know you deserve. We're your host, Brett and Monica Odell. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Hey, so today we're going to talk about establishing our true identity. Identity is the qualities, beliefs, personality traits, appearance, and expressions that characterize us. So let's break that down for a quick second. What are some qualities that make up our identity? That's, maybe it's compassion. Maybe it's hardworking, consistent honest, kind. You want to get in touch with the things that you actually believe in and things that are important to you, things that you do and and don't like. Also, your personality traits, the things that people would describe you as. Energetic, happy, are you creative, are you outgoing, are you an introvert, are you shy? Think about how you would describe yourself to somebody else. There's also our appearance. When we talk about appearance, we want you to think about being authentic. Is it about looking healthy? Is it about taking pride in how you appear? That just even means clean. Or if you're edgy, be edgy. If you're more traditional, be traditional. The most important thing when it comes to this is just to be true to you. And then finally, there's your expressions. How do you express yourself? Do you have an opinion? If you do, give it. So our identity is who we are. It was here before addiction, during our addiction, and after our addiction. We grow up in an environment and our surroundings shape and mold the people that we become and drive our opinions and beliefs. As I was growing up, my mom was always very loving and always wanted to make sure that we were cared for and made it really important to her that that we always felt love. And I know that Brett kind of grew up a little differently than that. Yeah, mine was different. Like, my parents definitely showed love, but, you know, I had a dad who traveled a lot, you know, for work, so he he was gone a lot when he was home he was home he was present he showed love I never felt like a lack of love but it was probably not as much or maybe slightly different than you know kind of what Monica was talking about but as we get older we get the freedom to form our own own opinions and we start to really understand things that we come to identify with ourselves So yes, my mom did really make sure that we want to feel loved and all that stuff. She was also kind of not present at the same time. So I still have that whole, I want to give love. I'm full of love and I want to give it to my kids, but I also want to be in their lives and also be a disciplinary and also have those guidelines. And so that's kind of where, as when I grew up, this is the environment that I lived in and that's how it shaped who I am today. And I think that's a good point because I definitely see like how you just mentioned how your mom was with you and how she showed love and always made you feel loved i see that with the the kids now like that is one thing that totally sticks out that's very important to you and it's not that like i ever disagree with it it's just different to an extent than what i was kind of used to it's expressed and given maybe in a different way yeah our identity is who we are what we are and why we became that way the influence of our friends and on our identity so like when we were younger our friends have a huge influence on what clothes we chose to wear what beliefs we have and what interests we have even the way we treat others can be influenced by your group of friends. So it's really important that you be mindful of the people that you surround yourself with. I know as a child, kind of just like, oh, what's, what are the cool kids doing? Or like, are they wearing Doc Martens? And if if I'm not, why am I not? Because that's cool. So as we get older, we get to form what we want to be, what truly resonates with us. Who am I? What is important to me? What do I feel most myself in? Our opinion on ourselves and our identity Once we are adults and are no longer dependent upon others for support, we start to form different beliefs and opinions. Think about what those are for you. Are you expressing yourself in a way that is in alignment with those beliefs? I mean, it's important. We don't realize when we're younger, you know, like you just mentioned, like how much our friends and just kind of our surroundings, the norm, how much they influence and how much they kind of shape, you know, what we believe in, what our opinions are and how long that actually carries with us into our like adulthood. But like you just said, it's, it's super, it's super, super important that you have to be honest with yourself. You have to get to a point 
where you look at and you're not just trying to do like what I did for a long time and try to appease people or try to be a chameleon and just kind of like let what opinions and what values and what beliefs that you know were shaped me in my youth run into my adulthood and go, okay, I'm just going to stick with that because that's what I know. That's what I've always said. And it's important that you really start looking at that and value because we talk about being authentic a lot. And if you're just conforming to everybody else and what their opinions and what their beliefs and all that stuff is you're really not being authentic. And I think it's important to note that if you do that, especially as an adult, the longer you do that, the harder it is to break that. And the more you lose yourself, the more we lose ourselves in our identity. Before you know it, it's kind of like those people that you say they they tell a lie so much it becomes their truth. That's their version of the truth. They can't, you know, differentiate which which is real and what's not. So I think the same principle applies to that. Yeah, also it can be kind of difficult to really figure out what makes you you, what you really like. I don't know how many different hair colors, haircuts, uh, styles. My style has changed from emo to preppy to classy. To... <laughs> my my hairstyle stayed the same now for the last few years. I'm just bald, so it's, it's easy for me. There's no, yeah. there's no options there right. for you. I'm good. But you have to really explore all those things. If you're like, oh, you know, I want, maybe this is what I am. Try it out. See how it feels. You know, it can shift and it can change. And it's kind of just own who you are and shift if necessary. So like, are you okay with the way that you're currently feeling? If not, you need to be willing to work on changing those things and owning the person you believe to be the best version of you. Yeah. And to that point, do your best not to let people's opinions and their judgments and even the advice they give you dictate how you view yourself yourself. It's important that you really like look at yourself and look into yourself and go, okay, this is what I really like. It, it doesn't matter if it's as simple as a hairstyle, the clothes you wear, the job you have, your, your religion, your political views, whatever. You got to be true to yourself. Like what is important to me? Where do I stand firm? You know, what do I stand firm on? Yeah. How do I want to show up when I walk into a room? What person am I? Who do I want to be? Do I want to go in and give my opinion on everything that everybody's talking about? Do I want to be more withheld? Do I want to more outgoing, more shy? is kind of just what feels good to you. Yeah, and I mean, and we all know those people. We see them probably at work and I mean on a daily basis that people that come in and you already know what they're bringing up, how they're going to show up. How if you tell them about, hey, we're, we're starting this new business or we're, we're going to do this today with the family kids or even simple things like we're going to go take the kids to see this movie. You know they're already going to give you their opinion on oh, that movie was horrible or you shouldn't do that, you should do this instead. So just... Or you got those with the good energy yeah, that come and in do. and are like, oh, that's great. And whenever whenever they leave the room, you feel more energized and you feel the positive light. You're like, man, their presence really just resonates with me. And I just feel so good when they leave. Being around them makes me want to be better. Those are the best. They lift yeah. you. They raise you up. And that's a whole other you know, episode we'll talk about later, but on who you surround yourself with. But, you know. Mm-hmm. Going back to this, yeah, you have to own who you really are. And don't. it doesn't matter if not everybody agrees with you, not everybody likes it, or everybody has a different idea of who you should be based on what you do and what your family's like. Everybody, there's going to be people that have that those opinions of you. So own and, it yourself. Don't be who your husband wants you to be or who your friends want you to be. Don't put on this facade for other people and become a version of what you think others want you to be. If you do that, you're going to lose touch with who you are and you're not going to feel fulfilled. 
Yeah, and you don't want to be one of those people that intentionally or unintentionally acts a certain way around your coworkers, right? And maybe a different way around your parents, and then maybe a different way around your your close friends. You know, you want to be consistent throughout. That's kind of establishing your true identity. Now that we've talked about what identity is and why we may have formed it or how we might have formed it, let's talk about how we can establish it. What things are meaningful to you? We talked about that a minute ago, but what are the things that you believe in? What actually give meaning to your life? What means something to you? And how do those things show up in your life? Are you happy with how those things are showing up in your life? And why that's important, having a sense of your identity can help you to overcome those common obstacles that are going to appear. And if you know your values, it's going to improve the quality of your life and give you a better sense of purpose. Yeah, and I think that's huge. I mean, those values and those beliefs, they do. They give you a sense of purpose. If you truly believe in what you're doing, let's use this podcast, for example. You know, we not we know that there's probably people out there like, oh, you're kind of silly for doing that. Or, you know, you're we believe in it. It has meaning to us. You know what I mean? So it gives us a sense of purpose to keep going and, and to want to actually do it, despite what others may say. Also, I think it's important because speaking about purpose and having that sense of purpose, sometimes it's easy to get lost and you wake up one day and you're like, shit, I don't know what my goal is, you know? And if you're not clear on that and you don't know exactly what you want, exactly who you are, exactly how you want these things to show up in your life, then you're not going to have that sense of purpose. You're not going to be able to reach that goal that you're really going after. For example, this morning I woke up and typically on Saturdays, Brett sleeps in a little later than me. I wake up with Teddy and I just kind of take my morning easy, have my morning tea. So I'm listening to this personal development and in this personal development, they're talking about being consistent, reaching your goals and the fact that you need to show up every day, wake up, have some sort of routine in the morning where you're going over your goals, write down your goals every single day, this way that it's fresh in your mind and you set your intentions for the day. I started to think about what I've been doing every day and am I doing all the things that I need to do? Brett and I have been pretty clear that we're new to this whole thing and personal development has been a huge part of our life for the past year. Applying that personal development and listening to personal development are two totally different things. So sometimes I get lost in that. So Brett and I started talking and I'm starting to blame him for things that I'm not doing personally. I'm saying like, I have this one goal, but I don't know what I'm doing to reach that goal. And it's because I'm not clear on my identity when it comes to that role. And like on how how are you supposed to show up every day that day? You know, talking about the consistency, like what am I doing today to show up, right? So that I can achieve this goal that I've set for myself that is important, that does add meaning to my life. It's good to have these conversations. And if you don't have a friend, a family, a partner, you know, someone to have these conversations with every so often, like that's why we talk about journaling so much, you know, and you, you don't have to call it journaling, writing it down, you know, whatever, just somewhere so you can refocus on it when you have these moments like Monty did, you know, this morning. So it's really important. Sometimes they're not easy conversations. Sometimes they're harder. You know, sometimes you have to really look at yourself again, like we talked about earlier and go, okay, what am I not doing and why am I not doing it? And what are my distractions? What are the things that are keeping me from those goals and from those things? You know, so it's not always, 
is easy, but it's necessary. The conversation actually started out as, Brett, you're not doing yeah. all these things. Yeah. <laughs> and Brett, then we got fault. and yeah. then we got into the conversation and I'm like, Well, I guess I was just blaming you for me not doing all these things. I wasn't showing up for myself. I wasn't clear on my identity as far as this goal went. And I really just needed a a reality check and to really look at what I was doing and realize, you know, it was me. So being clear on your identity is important in that aspect as well. Yeah, I think being able to accept like that, like you said, like I needed a reality check. It's human nature, guys, you know, for most people to at times go, oh, these things aren't happening for me or this has happened to me or I'm not doing this because and to blame it on someone or something and not look into ourselves and go, okay, what am I, what's really the case here? What am I doing or not doing that's causing me to feel this way or not causing me to, you know, move forward like I intend to, you know what I mean? So starting to point blame at somebody else, look in the mirror because that's where your blame needs to go. Right. And that's like, what, have they been teaching that since kindergarten, right, you know? Okay, guys, so all that was good stuff, but let's talk for a second about some things we can really do in our day-to-day to establish, to find our identity. Now, if you were like me, you might have been wondering or might be wondering, like, okay, so that's all great and everything, Brett, but like, what can I actually do right now to do all this, to find my true identity, right? Because guys, it's normal to lose a sense of yourself, especially if you struggle with addiction. But guys, honestly, it's common even if you don't struggle with addiction. Now that we've talked about what identity is and why it's important, let's talk about some tangible ways we can actually begin to establish or reestablish that identity. We talk a lot about values. Values are important. I know it sounds like a broken record, but they are so important. So explore your values. Who are you? That's what that means. Who are you? You can't begin to establish or reestablish your identity if you don't truly know what you value or what's meaningful to you. One of the things you can do, make a list of your values and choose the ones that you most identify with. For example, is it your relationships, your marriage, is it your family, career, your sobriety? I know that is important for me. It's super valuable to me. Is it just something as simple as kindness? Any of those things, it goes back to being truly honest with yourself. Where are those values showing up in your life. I just told you saying relationships for me, right? My marriage and just relationships in general is super valuable in my life. So are the actions that I'm taking today, every day, are they actually showing up in those relationships? Are you seeing an improved relationship? Chances are guys, if you're not seeing an improved relationship, you're not doing the things that you value most. Or is it, do you value your sobriety? Is what you're doing or not doing allow you, allowing you to identify as an addict or someone in recovery? I know for me, that was huge. There was a lot of things and decisions I was making that that value was not showing up in my life. People, places, and things. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you taking steps to stay sober, like going to meetings? Are you being mindful of your environment? Where are you going? Who are you with? What are you doing? People, places, and things. Also, like, what are your strengths? What are you good at? When you know your strengths, it's easier to discover who you can be when you're at your best. So make a list of all those things. Like, what are you good at? Are you good with people? Are you good with finances? Are you good with children? Are you affected? at leading are you good at your job real quick on that note for me this is really hard and Monty's asked me before like what do I like what am I good at it was really hard and still is to this day for me to sit down and, and make a list or even think of a few things that I identify myself with as being good at if you if you struggle the same way it doesn't hurt to, to ask someone that you're you're close with someone that you trust someone that knows you 
Maybe they make a list for you. Get you started. Have them make a list of, you know, three things, five things, 10 things, or however many things that you're good at. Just want to throw that in there because I know this is not an easy task for everybody if you're like me. Yeah. And then once you make that list, you can start to find ways to incorporate those things into other areas of your life. You can start to be more intentional with using those strengths to help you gain a sense of progress and purpose. This will also help you to realize how capable you are, that you're resilient, that you're resourceful. This is going to help you to really understand what you can use, what your... How you can show up, what skills you have. Knowing your strengths is going to help you in moving forward. Another action step that you can take is to start to explore a new narrative. So what that means is think about what your story is. Start linking the actions that you're taking now to create a new story. The values and the strengths that you've listed, take those and retell your story. For example, as a child, like I talked about earlier, I felt kind of left behind, forgotten oftentimes. Yes, my mom loved me, but like I said, she wasn't very present at times because she was an alcoholic. So I kind of had that experience, but that gave me a sense of what was important to me. Now, because of those voids and those experiences, I value my family, the time that I spend with my children sober because I wasn't, I didn't get to have that when I was a child. So I'm rewriting my narrative. So I'm trying to be more independent. I value my voice more. I value being heard. And so I can change the narrative and use those experiences to tell my story from a different perspective. To piggyback off that too, like when you say, when I hear the words explore a new narrative, it makes me think of like, up until this point, I've made decisions and done things that have have told a story. They've created a story to other people and they tell a story in my own head, right? So I have to start thinking about ways that I can tell a different story. And I have to, and even if that story hasn't happened yet, I have to know that my story and everything that I've done up until now, it can be changed. It can go a different way, which is a new narrative, right? You don't have to tell the same story. Our past is in our past. I said it earlier, it does not dictate our future. So your story does not by any means have to stay the same. So be intentional on writing a new story. What do you want that story? story to look like. Also, why you're exploring a new narrative and just knowing that you can tell your new story, your new narrative, it does not matter what anybody else thinks about what you want, what you want your story to be. You have to have self-compassion and own it. All right, guys, one of the last things that we're going to talk about too, and this one's a huge one for me, um, self-compassion, owning your ship. How can you accept yourself for who you are? Up to this point, you may have made decisions that you're not proud of or that aren't in alignment with your values and strengths. I know I have done this over and over. You have to have enough compassion to forgive yourself. Guys, I can't say that enough. And it's not going to be easy because I still have, I still struggle with that. It's hard to forgive yourself when you're like, oh my gosh, I did this to this person. I did this to my kids. I did this to my family, you know, whatever it may be. It's not going to be easy, but it's doable and it's necessary. And it's important to note too, like for me, for example, like when I got sober, I, you know, struggled with addiction for those 20 plus years. It wasn't like the day that I got sober sober and started to be sober, everything just kind of fell into place. It wasn't like every problem, every bad habit that I had formed, every consequence of my decisions and my relationships and, and anything went away. They still linger now. It takes time for all those decisions and all those habits that we formed and that mindset that we formed, which is one of the things we talk about all the time, to change. You know what I mean? It just takes time. Those problems aren't going to go away right away. But it's seriously, like I said, you have to have enough compassion to forgive yourself. Remember, your past does not define you. It doesn't determine your identity now. But when you're struggling 
with identity, it's really easy to focus on all the things that we've done wrong, all of our bad habits, like I mentioned before, and all of our faults. We tend to fixate on the bad. It's kind of human nature. So what I would suggest, instead, start focusing on all of your good habits, your strengths, all those values, all the things that we've kind of mentioned before. It's key that you focus. You have some positive things to focus on as part of telling that new narrative. One way that you can really start to believe your new narrative and to start to make that who you are is revisit that list every single day. Revisit it, read it over, adjust it if you need to. Just make sure that you're being consistent with that because it's easy to start something and fall off and then you're like, well, you guys told me to do this and said it would fix. Well, nothing's going to be fixed. Nothing's going to change if you don't commit to that change. And so when we talk about compassion, right? It's so hard as Monty mentioned earlier to forgive yourself, to have compassion for yourself. I know for me, I still to this day sometimes, and especially before, you know, in the last you know few years, I struggled with ever for, forgiving myself. I just felt like everything that I'd done and thought of all the people that I hurt and all the pain I caused throughout my addiction, like having compassion for myself was probably one of the hardest things I've had to do. So when we talk about how to talk to yourself about that, I want you guys to think of it this way. If you guys had a loved one who's experiencing kind of the same thing that you're experiencing right now, how would you treat them? If you notice that you're treating yourself worse than you would a loved one, try to understand why that might be. What thoughts or feelings do you have about yourself? How are they different from the thoughts and feelings that you would have for a loved one, your spouse, uh, a family member? It's yeah, very- if somebody's struggling with depression or anxiety, you're not going to be hard on them and be like, oh, you're fine. You don't need to worry about it. Just get out of the mindset or whatever. You're going to have a little bit of compassion. You're going to be like, man, I'm so sorry that you're going through all of this, but try to give like a positive light. Focus on the words that you're using whenever you talk to yourself. What would you say to that person? Like, I'm sorry you're going through this. Let's focus on what's going good. Let's focus on how we can move forward. Focus on the steps that you're going to take to get out of that depression or get through this anxiety, this moment. Yeah, and it's, I know at times it can seem easier said than done, but that's, you know, why we kind of use the example as far as, you know, thinking of a loved one because we're the hardest we ever are on ourselves. There's a lot of times in our day-to-day that if we ever talk to, not even just a loved one, an individual in our day, as hard as we talk to ourselves. They'd be like, man, this this girl's a bitch. Yeah, they're like, yeah, I'm not (laughs) hanging out with that girl anymore. So anyway... (laughs) But guys, being overly self-critical, it's going to prevent you from forming these new positive habits and behaviors, ones that are actually going to serve you. So being compassionate with yourself, it's going to motivate you. It's going to motivate you to learn and incorporate all these values and strengths that we keep talking about that we identify that's important to us. Taking these steps to develop a firm sense of identity requires time. It requires consistency. It requires patience. So allow yourself some grace and I promise you'll get there. All right, guys, that is all we have for you today. Listen, we sincerely hope that you were able to gain something from this episode and you walk away feeling a little bit better than you did before. Uh, With that being said, we would appreciate all your questions, your feedback, ideas for topics, and even your personal struggles that you may be having or have experienced uh, with yourself or a friend or family member. So to do that, you can email us at addictedtolivingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find more about us on our personal Facebook pages and join our Addicted to Living Facebook group from there. You can find us on Instagram at Addicted to Living Podcast. If you liked our podcast today, guys, do us a favor and like and subscribe so that uh, you know when new episodes drop. We wouldn't want you to miss out. So with that, live life in the moment and make today great.